Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on into another sports show presented to you by Barberry Law Firm from the Barberry Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. Here on Buck 92 and podcasted, well, wherever you get your podcasts and at MyMichiganPodcast.com every Tuesday around noon. So here's what's going down on this week of Spock Sports Show, talking all things local high school hoops. Going to do a quick rundown of where all of our teams are at record-wise, who they got coming up this week with our five ultra-locals, as I always say, Claire Shepard, Sacred Art, Beale City, and Mount Pleasant. Do that with the boys and girls teams, and we'll save Mount Pleasant for last because in the second half of Spock Sports Show and part of the first half, I guess, too, <laughs> I've got Coach Shell in with me again for Mount Pleasant. Talk all things Mount Pleasant boys basketball. Off to a great 6-2 start, but as you'll hear, a lot of tough games on the deck for that Oiler boys basketball team. So to start things off, let's start with the Shepherd Blue Jay boys basketball team. They went into Christmas break at 5-0, and hadn't been playing great defensively, giving up about 20-22 points per game. They fell to Elma at home 60-46. to Elma now 4-2 and on the year. Their only losses to Essexville Garber and Mount Pleasant. But they did bounce back in a defensive slobber knocker last week as they bested Beaverton 29-23. Yes, 29-23 was that final score. In action tonight, take it on Midland Bullet Creek on the road. Right now, the Blue Jay boys on top of the Jack Pine Conference, 4-0 in conference play. Right behind them, Gladwin 3-1, Sanford Meridian 3-1. Then you got Claire and Beaverton, both 2-2 in conference play. We'll talk about the Claire boys team in just a minute. But coming up this week, a lot of games for the Blue Jay boys. Got Midland Bullet Creek tonight in action right now as I speak. And then tomorrow night, they're on the road in Farwell. And then Thursday, they're at home versus Pinconning. So a tough schedule for the boys this week. Maybe not the toughest schedule if you look at the team's records, but that's just a lot of games in three games four days. That's tough to do. Shepherd girls basketball team is four and five on the year. Since Christmas break, they are one and one. They fell to Elma at home in that doubleheader with the boys basketball team. Then they bested Beaverton by just one, 47 to 46. They're also in action tonight versus Midland Bullet Creek at home. And they also got Farwell Pinconning later this week, but home and home action with the boys. So Shepherd boys are at Farwell. Shepherd girls are home versus Farwell and vice versa for Pinconning. Now to stay in the Jack Pine Conference, talk a little Claire girls and boys basketball. Claire girls are 4-4 four and four on the year. But all their losses to really strong teams in Farwell, Sanford Meridian, Elma, and Saginaw Swan Valley. I believe if I'm thinking correctly, I don't think any of those teams will be in the district with the Claire girls basketball team. But more tough competition coming up with Reed City and Beaverton. Big Rapids also on deck later this week. Claire girls currently third place in the Jack Pine Conference. 3-2 and two in conference play. Looking up at the aforementioned Farwell and Sanford Meridian. Claire boys basketball team went into Christmas break at 1-4. Four, one and one out of Christmas break. A tough loss to Ogama Heights at home, 62 to 61. Then a big win over Farwell at home, 61 21. Expect them to be much stronger in the second half of the season with Miles Haggart back out on the court. Just does everything great for that Claire sports program, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball. So there's what's going down with our two local Jack Pine Conference teams, Shepard and Claire. We'll stay outside of town right now, talk about the Beale City Aggie boys and girls basketball teams. Boys currently 6-1 on the year. Their only loss, they're missing a bunch of people with some illness against Roscommon on the road. Other than that, they have been great with some big wins. 54-29 over McBain, 61-46 over Manton, and 70-46 over Lake City. They're at home tomorrow versus Houghton Lake. On the road on Thursday against Leroy Pine River 
ever, and we'll have them next week in the Backyard Brawl Boys Basketball version as they take on Sacred Heart Academy at Beale City. And the plan is next week to catch up with Coach Cottrell, Coach Sherlock, heading into that game. And to stick with Beale City and their girls basketball team, 6-3 and three on the year, more wins than they've had in the past several years, so a great start for them. But things are going to get really tough as they head into conference play because the Highland Conference just loaded for girls basketball. Out of Christmas break, they're 1-1. One and one. They bested man by two points, 40-38, to 38, and then fell to Lake City, 46-23. to 23. Just like the boys, they play Houghton Lake and Leroy Pine River this week at home versus Houghton Lake on the road at Leroy Pine River. And as I'm saying that, you know, double check your Beale City schedules if you're planning on going to one of those games because they are the same time, same place on the MHSA.com. They can't get everything perfectly. So check your schedule. But that's who those, you know, that's who they're playing. The Beale City girls, Beale City boys playing Houghton Lake, Leroy Pine River this week. Now we will head into downtown Mount Pleasant, talk some Sacred Heart Academy basketball, and we will start with the girls basketball team. They're 6-1 and one on the year. Matter of fact, the only game I saw was the one game they lost to the aforementioned Beale City girls, 37-30. Since then, bested Merrill, 47-26. Vesterberg, 49-23. Breckenridge, 35-29. And Blanchard Montebella, 43-28. Their only game they've played since Christmas break. Their action tonight at Fulton. And action Wednesday at Carson City Crystal. They're currently... Technically second place in the Mid-State Athletic Conference, just right behind St. Charles. But they're 5-0, St. Charles 6-0 in conference play. They, they just played one more game. Now talk a little Sacred Academy boys basketball. And if you missed it last week, catching up with Coach Sherlock, you can find that podcast right where all the other Spock Sports Show podcasts are. As I caught up with them during Christmas break. Well, they had a really tough couple games out of Christmas break. And that's one of the things we talked about. The gauntlet they were going to have to run. Went into Christmas break at 4-0. They're now 4-2 after falling to Corona and Blanchard Montebella. But Corona 6-1 on the year and Blanchard Montebella 5-1 on the year and 4-0 in mid-state athletic play. Right now Sacred Heart Academy 4-1. The other 4-0 team, Carson City Crystal and what do you know? That's the game we got tomorrow night at Sacred Heart Academy. Carson City Crystal versus Sacred Heart. A big game in the mid-state athletic conference. Sacred Heart probably going to have to win that game and come back and bleep Blanchard Montebella if they want to get a tie or maybe win the mid-state athletic conference as they have so many times in boys high school hoops. And that leaves us to talk about the big school in our area well, and as you'll hear me and Coach Shell talk about later in our interview, that's still not a big school, but the biggest one we got in the area. Mount Pleasant Oiler boys basketball team, they're 6-2 and two on the year. They're only two losses, both by six points on the road to DeWitt and in overtime at home versus Grand Ledge. And they're in action tomorrow night versus Cadillac, and their schedule gets really, really stiff. Flint Powers Catholic, Bay City Western, Midland Davison all on the road. And then they come home to play Saginaw and Saginaw Heritage. All those games are going to be really, really tough in the Saginaw Valley League. And the Saginaw Valley Conference. Well, just getting started with conference play. Mount Pleasant 2-0 in the conference at the top with Flint Powers Catholic. But watch out. Like I said, Grand Blank, Davison, Saginaw, some really, really good teams. Grand Blank won it two years ago, lost it in the state finals last year. As you hear Coach Shell talk about, they are going to be the team to be reckoned with in the Saginaw Valley League. And as far as Division One goes for the Mount Pleasant boys this year, if they want to make a playoff run. Mount Pleasant girls basketball team off to a great start as well. They're 7-2 and two on the year, and they have now won five straight over Bay City Central, Saginaw, Cadillac, Traverse City West, and Lapeer. They're in action at home tomorrow night versus Bay City Central, and this Friday versus Flint Powers Catholic. We will be there for the Flint Powers Catholic game. It's currently 6-3 and three on the year. The Orla girls are 2-0 and oh in conference play, but just like the boys, conference play just getting started in the schedule. Just like the Mount Pleasant boys, going to get really difficult. Davison, Graham, Blank, Midlands on deck for this girls basketball team but I think if there's a year they got a chance to make some noise in districts it could be this year so that's what's going down with all those local teams let's get right into my interview with coach Dan Shell talking all things Mount Pleasant boys basketball from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios 
Six and two start pretty darn good, and your two close, you know, two losses are both very close games. You do have a close win versus Elma too. Want to point that out? Is this what you expected? Or are you a little surprised by the start? No, I mean, I I guess I didn't expect us to be six and two, or no, no, um, a knock on the teams we played. Our our our, our schedule's kind of been um, pretty favorable early. Um, you know the two true test and again not knocking the teams we've played but we've, we've got some competition coming that will really you know deem what we are and what we're not so yeah, yeah we'll talk about that in a minute and uh you're start you're starting five they've been pretty darn great scooter poke aiden klein amani green andrew barbie logan baroda chuck i want to talk about each one of them for a moment let's start with the new guy start calling the super dribbling machine amani green just uh tough to stay in front of him what what has he brought to this ball club as a new guy to the school and you know what what's it Kind of talk a little bit about that you did with a little bit with Barbie, a new guy in mm-hmm. school, kind of hard to fit in. I think he's doing an all right job. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got a ton of foot speed. You know, he's he's as fast of a kid with the ball in his hand as I've had. You know, but the transition's been for him is that you know he didn't play in a system that we play in. So, you know, there's been some some ups and some downs with him, and, and we're just trying to get him a little bit more consistent, especially on the defensive end. You know, to get him to understand. You know, he he came from a team where they ran. In, jump so he almost invited you to go by him so he could trap you in the corner which we don't do that so to try to teach him how to stay in front because obviously athletically he's capable of doing that um it's, it's just really just been more of a uh an understanding of, of what we do and why we do it and so and like i said he's gotten better at it we just got to continue to because because if we don't get him there we won't get to where we need to be that's the reality yeah the foot speed that he has offensively will definitely <clears throat> translate to the defensive Correct. end as well too but like you said he's used to having not necessarily even bad habits, but just habits to a yeah. different system where it, when you're working on trapping people all the time, it's a lot different than playing man up. You need to stay in front of this guy. Like I said, that foot speed will get there. And, you know, he can fake the guys out with the dribble moves. Sometimes I don't think players like him realize, you know, you do a little jab step at the ball handler, that, that can have a big impact yeah. too. Yeah, no. I mean, when you when you run and jump somebody and then you fall back in the zone, you, you you know, man awareness isn't as important as it is with man, you know, because you're, you're really you're protecting an area more than a man. And and so, like I said, there's been some ups and downs with that, and we're just trying to get a little bit more consistent. But obviously his foot speed and ability to get to the rim has really, you know, helped us, and, and yeah. he's a very willing, capable passer as well. So it's it's been good. Yep, Aiden Klein, Scooter Polk, Andrew Barbie, <laughs> Logan Brodchuk. We talked about all those guys a little bit going into preseason, but through the, you know, eight games, what, what have you seen? Let's start with Andrew Barbie. Well, he's just a rebounding machine. I mean, you watch now. He hasn't finished, I don't think, to where anywhere near where, he, where he'd like to be right now. Um, but that'll come. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of a hip flexor problem early, and I think that kind of affected some of his lift. And, um, but, but he gets his hands on a lot of basketballs. I mean, he, I think he's leading us in offensive rebounds and probably leading us in rebounding overall. Um, defensively, he's pretty dang good. You know, I, I sometimes find myself trying to – protect him a little bit and getting him on uh, not not as good a player just so I can keep him offensively and trying to keep him a little fresh there but the reality is when push comes to shove he, he's been known to step up and he can guard one through five so so it's been good you know um, like I said we just got to get him back to making a few more jump shots which again he's capable and just finished around the rim a little better but I, th- I think that'll come once once he gets a little healed up and gets back in better shape you know he was gone a little bit over break down visiting who knows who from who knows where but you know get him back get him in shape get his legs going and I think that some of that will all start to fall in place yeah one of the things Bubba did the boys game with me last week when you guys uh, bested TC West one of the things I talked that I just absolutely love about him 
you know, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you do it sometimes. You know, you see people all the time now between the legs dribbling, doing this and that back. He has no wasted movement on the court. Like when he puts the ball on the deck, he knows exactly where he's yep. going to go, what he wants to do with it. I feel like that's it's kind of special to have at this level of basketball this early. Oh, for sure. Just, just to use him with his ball handling has been huge because the reality is, is generally he's one of our bigger kids. We have a bigger kid guarding him. He runs the one for us. They press us. We put him at the fourth throwback. Tim's cleared it out and let him bring it up. Right? He's a mismatch. He could go against a guard, and generally he's worth a big, so he's a mismatch all over the floor with that. Yeah, and he's not. Another thing that I like about him, too, EJ Sura was a guy I went to high school with who was a lefty guy. He never did anything fancy, but he ended up averaging 15, 20 points a game when he yep. was a junior and senior, and one of the things, he wasn't afraid to get blocked. Yeah, You no. know what I mean? Sometimes Andrew gets the ball down low, he goes back up with it. He maybe could have got a couple more foul calls in the last couple of games that I've seen, too, but that's one thing special about him, too. He's just not afraid to get blocked. I think a lot of high school guys now, when they're going up for that layup, they're looking behind him, looking around him. He doesn't do that. Yeah, no, because generally he, he gets blocked or misses. He gets his own rebound. You know, he, like, like I said, he's just got a nose for the ball. And so, yeah, he's pretty fearless. Like I said, he's a nice – he can go inside, outside, which is a nice, you know, nice tool to have in your toolbox. Yeah, I guess now we'll say we're moving on to some of the football guys. Scooter Polk, Aiden Klein. Scooter, I think, had 11 or 13 in a game I did earlier this year. I haven't seen, you know, Mr. Klein get into the double figures. Both capable of doing it, but yeah, for sure. I know you like what they bring to the floor defensively, and just their athleticism is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is is you're talking two kids that didn't get a lot of playing time last year and, and are kind of working into their roles, and, you know, both are defensively very, very capable, and, and at times that's what they're asked to do, right? I mean, when we get 11, 12, 13 points, them, it's almost a bonus because we're not really looking upon them to do that, but but very much capable of it, right? If you want to leave them open or you want to get, we have a mismatch, we'll use that. But, you know, generally we've been putting Aiden and Scooter on on some of the better offensive players on the other teams just to really sit down and use their athleticism. And, you know, uh, this week we have Cadillac who's really big and Scooter's going to guard a big, you know, and he's capable, he's strong, he's athletic. You know, nice thing, again, he's a kid that can guard one through five. You know, his problem's always been he's always wanted to be a bull. He wants to just, you know, want to show you how physically strong he is. I'm like, well, yeah, but then you fall out. Just be a good athlete. And, and I think he's learning that as it goes, the more playing time he gets and the better defensively he's getting. So. And, you know, I think I'm going to kind of combine a couple things here. I was going to make you talk about your basketball background a little bit, but I think I'm going to switch that to just maybe your, your college athletics background because somebody who might be able to do something similar is Logan Borodichuk. Yeah. Um, you were fortunate enough, worked hard enough to be able to play baseball and basketball at CMU. Mr. Borodichuk, we talked a lot about him going into the preseason as yeah. well, and, and deservingly so. He's somebody who has a chance to play multi-sports in college. Oh, he's a three-sport uh, kid. I mean, yep. he could play any of them, for sure. Yep. Have you and him talked talked about that at all? No, I mean, I've, I have I talk a lot with his dad. His dad's one of my good friends, and I've known Logan since day one, you know. So I think really with him, it's just kind of coming down to what do you want to do? You know, because the reality is he can do all three, yep. period. And end and of story. There's, there's no ifs, ands, buts about that. At what level, I don't know, right? I mean, the reality is if you wanted to be a high-end basketball player, he'd have to spend more time with it. Right, if he wants to be a high end football, high end baseball, he's got Right now, he just kind of does all, yep. and he's good at all of them. Right, I mean, I think we've seen the success he's had with football and basketball and baseball. And so, uh, no, I mean, I, my, like I always tell his dad, just keep every option on the table because eventually you just fall in love with one. And wh why give up on it now? Yep. Right. I, I mean, asked him in football season, you know, what's your favorite sport, and he says, he just kind of thought about it for a second. He says, whatever one's in season. Yeah, he's and just I, like my son. My son was the same way. He just wanted to play. Right, you're, you're competitive. You're a competitive athlete. You just want to play. Yep. You know, so that's that's the advantage of doing a three sports in high school. You're always in competition. You know, and and, and you know the hard part is is the rea the reality of what he's facing is right now. So he's got an offer for mid. 
You know, he's got an offer from Central for football. You know, the hard part he has is you, you think of a full-ride scholarship in football, boy, that's hard to give up, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you think of the, just the monetary value of that. You know, and so for him to get a Division Two or Division One basketball, he'd have to spend some time at it, right? And 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 I don't know, I don't know if that's what he wants to do or not. I just I think he loves to compete, and I think coaches look at him and say, "Wow, this kid's big, and he's athletic, and he does a lot of things really well, and he shoots it and he handles it." And yep. So I'm glad he's on my team. I know that. <laughs> and talk a little bit about your son. Like I said, he was a multi-sport star here as well. When did he figure out football was what he wanted to go with? Because I think he very well. Well, done, like I said, basketball might have been similar to Logan, maybe at a D2 level or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the reality is Josh was a terrible basketball player. What he was is he was, he was, he was big, a really he good was athlete, strong. and he played really hard, and you know, he doesn't have the skill set like Logan has. You know, So for him, it was a baseball-football thing. I want, I want to stick up for him here. You put him on a college team with a bunch of scorers, yeah, he's, yeah, the, no, he's no. the guy you want. He, he's a kid that is a coach you like because he'll do all the little stuff, right? Um, but, but different than Logan in the aspect just because he has so much – Logan has so much skill. You know, I mean, he, he can handle it. He can he can play the one through the five. You know, me talking with Sam Taylor, we talked going into the season that, you know, our guard play was questionable. We didn't know what we were going to get. You know, we got the two young kids. We got Amani, who we didn't know. You know, we had we had Scooter and, 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 and Aiden, who really aren't one. So, like, shoot, we use Barbie and Logan. I mean, that, that's yeah. where we went to it. Like, well, if we have to, we'll just have them bring the ball floor because they're very, very capable of doing that. So. Yeah. And so, yeah, kind of like I said, we talked about his basketball some in the, in the preseason. I'm sure we'll talk about him more the next couple of years. But I thought that kind of an interesting perspective there with you being, a, you know, a multi-sport star, him doing that as well. You know, like I said, I imagine if he's got some questions, needs somebody to lean on, you're somebody, you'd be, you'd be fine with him. Going yeah, I, I, I've, I've told him, I've said, you know, to do two sports isn't a bad thing. I mean, if you want to compete, the nice thing is while the guys are doing off-season stuff, you're still competing. You know, you're still, and it, and it kind of gives you a break because people don't realize high school sports are the greatest sports you play, period. I, I'll argue that with anybody. You're playing with the friends you've known for years and years and years, some your whole life. You're playing in front of a community that knows you. You go to the next level and it becomes more of a job. And don't, don't get me wrong, I loved playing in college, right? I, I don't mean that in a negative tone, but, but it becomes more of a job. It's a four-hour day practice. I'll say it's 40 hours a week. You yeah. got it. Yep. You know, yep. that's, you know that's, that's where that's different than here. You know, you, you leave here at 5 o'clock and... You're on your own. You go do your own thing. You become a high school student again. Yeah. So there's that starting five, Polk, Klein, Green, Barbie, and Baroda Chuck. Time for a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, just going to get into more with Coach Shell, talking about that Mount Pleasant boys basketball team and the great 6-2 and two start. You listen to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasted, well, wherever you get your podcasts and at MyMichiganPodcast.com. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or God forbid a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's mobile sports studio, right here on Buck 92. 
Welcome back to Spock Sports Show from the Barbary Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. Get right back into that interview, talking with Coach Shell. If you missed the first part of Spock Sports Show, I was talking about where all of our local teams are at record-wise, the games they've got coming up. You can listen to it again. Spock Sports Show is available wherever you get your podcast right around noon on Tuesdays. Coach Shell and I just got done talking about the starting five. How it's really strong. Talking about how they need to find some of the next few guys for that rotation for the Oiler Boys basketball team. Let's get right back into the interview with Dan Shell from the Barbary Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. The next two through five, I'll say, is what you're really trying to figure out. And if anybody missed the game last week for TC West, you you said, you know what, guys, I'm not giving you any of the starters to play with. I need to figure out who's going to be my next guys. And so you <coughs> took the five starters out. You brought the next five in. Yep. And like I said, they struggle at times, did all right at times. But like yeah. I said, you're just really trying to figure out who's there. I want you to t- start by talking about, you know, why you do something like that as a coach, to bring all five of those guys in. Here's no help from the well, starters. Well, f- first and foremost, that's earned. Let, 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 let's just be very right. clear and honest. That's earned. That, if you don't practice well, you don't get that opportunity. I, I don't just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to play today because, well, you've, you, you play. No, 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 no. You, you've earned that right, right? I mean, you've, you've practiced well. You've done the things we've asked. You've given me a comfortability that says I can put you in a game and, and feel like you're going to be able to do something for us. Right, whether that's offensively, yeah. defense, whatever that may be, um, but you get in a game like that, and 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 you have a competition that maybe wasn't as strong as some of the competition we've played. And again, not knocking TC West, you know, but I felt like I had an opportunity to, to evaluate some of those kids in games that needed some of it. Right, they've really done well in practice. They've earned the right to get in a game, to get them in there, and give them an opportunity to shine or fail. Right, so you have film, and so you have things to critique and, and say, hey, we got to get better here. If you want to play in big games, you got to get better here. Or, man, you did this really well. We need to see more of this. And like I said, that you know, uh, kids who hadn't been playing a ton, Chip and Carter and some of those guys, had just practiced really well. And you know, in the little spurts I'd given them, some of the games played really well. And I, I remember looking at Sam and said, I got to give these kids some opportunities. You know, they, they've they've earned that. They, and the, the film's showing that they're they're succeeding. Now I need to give a bigger chunk of time to see if they can consist, can sustain that. So. Yeah, I like how you kind of, you know, th- throwing them into the fire. Like I said, it, you know, easy for those guys to go out there and be out there with three or four or five, you know, those starters. Like I said, you put them all out there yeah. on their own. Like I said, really kind of say, all right. Like I said, you go watch that film. Who's stepping up? Yep. Who wanted to go get the ball? That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it makes a Easton Day and a Nick Dice who are, are generally with some of the starters. Now all of a sudden they're the guy with the ball in their hand. Right, which is something they need to learn to do, and it was a good game to be able to give them some of that experience. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why you got to do that, the schedule, uh, it, it's getting it's going to get real tough. I don't think get... there's another way to put it. you got Cadillac tomorrow, Flint Powers coming up, they're 6-1, and one, and obviously <sighs> Davison, Grand Blank, Saginaw High, Saginaw Heritage, Saginaw Arthur Hill, all whoop, rolling right out on the, uh, the conveyor belt, I'll say. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule today, uh, Cadillac undefeated, Davison's got one loss, Powers got one loss. Uh, Saginaw's 8-2, and, and, I believe. And, and all on the road, yep. right, all on the road. And that's, say, oh, well, you finally get to come home. Yeah, we get to come home to Saginaw High, Grand Blank, Carmen Ainsworth, right? Uh, the, uh, we're going to find out a lot about what we are and what we're not here real soon, you know, starting Tuesday. Cadillac's very, very good. By far the best team we've played. They're big and they're physical and really well coached. And we're going to see how we respond. Yeah, I've been Cadillac for a number of years, a, a Division Two program that plays a ton of Division One oh, yeah. teams throughout the season. And yep. so... They're not going to look and say, oh, my no. pleasant class. They're not going to be worried no. about coming down here. No, the reality is they're the same size as we are. They're real close. I think they played Division three football this year. They're, they may even come into our, in our district basketball-wise next year. All right. Yeah, they're, 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 and, but, but again, there's a lot of tradition up there. There's a lot of pride up there. They, they, you know, they, they value basketball up there in that north school. And, 
and you better be ready to play because he will compete. That's the one thing I'm going to tell you Ryan's going to make him do is he's going to make him compete. So you better get ready or you're going to get smacked in the mouth and you, and you ain't going to like it. And top of the valley as far as that's concerned, do you, you know, do you have anybody you envision at the top of there? And I think right now it's you guys at Flip Powers that are – Two and zero oh in conference because yeah. it's all starting right now. Reality is Grand Blank. You got How do you take Grand Blank out of it? You're talking a team that won a state championship and lost in the finals, and have everybody returning. How, how do you not put them right and, at the? And this would be R.J. Taylor's senior year. Yeah, there, correct. Yeah, so so to to not put them at the top, I think you're silly. You know, until they lose that spot or somebody takes it from them, that's theirs, right? And you know, bottom line is second high, second or third coming, and 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 people maybe have not given enough notice to and maybe dictating on their schedule, but their schedule's been so tough as Heritage. Heritage, in my opinion, has the best player in the league. You, you were saying I'm in the preseason. Say yep. and, and, I still, and I'm still going to hold by that, you know. And, and so they're, they've gotten better. And, yeah, they've lost some games, but they've played some really good competition, that you know, like De La Salle and some of the other schools that are the bigger, you know, powerhouse schools. So That's the one thing that stuck out to me when I was looking at the schedule and I saw just Saginaw 8-2. I didn't look at their schedule, but you know they're playing a ton of tough games early in the season. He don't shy from so anybody. The fact that they're eight and two is kind of like yep. the, the last few years. I get the, you look at their schedule; it's two and six, three and five, four and four, that kind of thing. To see them with the record like this, it's it's got to be like. Well, oh, Julian's oh. smart. He, he he knows it's not football. He doesn't have to win six games. He knows he's going to go into a Class B state tournament. He wants to load up his schedule and go play everybody and anybody. And he knows that that's going to lead to his kids being tougher and more prepared for that state tournament to make a push to make a one state championship. And they've won a whole bunch of them over there. So, you know, whatever he does, he does it very, very well. And and you can't over, you know, overlook them throughout the league because he's going to get his kids to play hard. They're going to get in your face, and you got to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. And now we were talking about that tough schedule. Somebody who was very successful with that tough schedule, Mason Matuzic, is now on your staff. Yep. How nice is it to have somebody that like? Oh yeah, this is this is this kid went to Saginaw High and dropped thirty on him. Like th- this guy right here. Yeah, well, what is nice is because he's young enough. I can look at him and, and say the kids talk to him, talk to him. Yeah. He's he's been there. He's lived that. He's 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 had me screaming in his face, right? Yeah. He's he's seen the trials and the tribulations. He's seen success, right? Won two league two league titles with him here. Yep, and I still and 20, right, and I still dream of what could have been in right. the nineteen and one going into you know his yeah, senior nope. year. Like I said he'll never forget that. I'm sure. Either. No, no, and that's and so that's a nice tool to have. You know, like like sure, I'm old, and I, and in my my days of playing are over. Where he just got done. You know, you can look at him and say, hey, go help him. Tell him he's got to rip and go and make him understand why. Yep. You know, and and then to teach our system, I don't have to. You know, a lot of times we get kids that want to help that come in from central, and and it's great. But I'm still teaching them our system. I don't teach Mason anything. He, he, he played me for four years. He knows everything we do. You know, he understands why and he understands what. And so it's, it's really now just another voice that say, hey, you know, a little bit more uh, age, age appropriate voice, I guess, that kids want to listen to because he knows more. So I, I don't know. But it's been good having him. You know, he's, he was a really good player for me and he's just a great kid. And, well, I guess he's a young man now. But. He's been a real pleasant surprise. Him and Luke Taylor both. You know, Luke, Luke back down with Sam. You know, we got some of these young kids that played for us that are now coming back, which is always good. Yep, and he's also somebody, like you said, he, he's, he can still go put it on any one of these guys if, uh, if they get cocky on the defensive end, I'm sure, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's, you know, he's, he's got a lot of uh, things that uh, have worked, worked for him, and, and, and he's, uh, again, a kid that's competed at the most level. And now you guys looking ahead. Obviously, you can win with five. I saw a Sacred Art Academy team go really far with five a couple years ago, led by some outstanding players. When you think about uh, Luke Predom and the crew that they had yep. over there. 
and you, you, you got a few of those guys, but obviously how important is that to find those next few guys to fill it's in? Huge. It's so hard at our, at our, and I'm not knocking Sacred Heart, but, but their style of play is a little bit slower than here. It's the win with five here with teams that press you 94 feet for 32 minutes. There's going to be foul trouble. There's going to be conditioning. There's going to be a lot of things that come into. So, so to get some depth is huge, right? I got to be able to get kids off the floor, give them a break. And, and not that, but when other things happen, you know, injuries occur or something always happens throughout a year, right? Yep. And so you got to develop some of that. And when you don't have a ton of experience, that's what you're doing. You're developing. Now, when it comes to this crew, these guys, what's your favorite part about coaching them, your least favorite part about coaching them? Well, bottom line is bottom line. Favorite part about coaching kids is just being around the kids, right? You, 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 it kind of rejuvenates you. It gives you a little bit of that youth back to you. You know, it gives you an opportunity to compete where otherwise you can't. Right, that's why we coach, and I don't care what anybody says. We coach because we want to see kids grow, and it gives us that opportunity selfishly to compete. The worst part is always <laughs> it's always dealing with all the other stuff that's not basketball related. You know, I think that's probably most coaches. You know, it's it's dealing with the media. See, Spockman always yeah, messing no, with I mean, me. Yeah, just a pain in the butt. It's it's dealing with you know any any moms and dads out there listening. Yep. Take it easy on all the coaches because the one thing I'll say, you guys aren't doing it for the money. No, you, no. You know? I I think anybody who knows anything about high school coaching, they they do it generally because they enjoy kids. Right? No, but nobody wants to break anybody's uh, spirit and make them feel terrible about themselves. But the reality is, is there's an accountability piece that I think is huge, and it and it teaches kids more about life than it does basketball. And and I won't give on that. I've said that when I start giving on that day, I gotta walk out. You know, and I don't need to ask you what they learn not in the classroom on the court because you kind of answered it right there. And the last thing I want to ask you, I just started a series on Mid Michigan Matters, the other podcast that I do, talking about our local schools because we've got some great local schools in the area. First podcast I did was with uh, Mr. Chillman out in Beale City. Yep. Going to be talking with Jen Verlager later this week, Terry Starr, and some of our other local schools. You went to school here. You grew up here. Yep. You're back here teaching. When you think of Mount Pleasant, what's the first thing that comes to mind, or what do you love about this school? I think there's just a ton of pride and a ton, ton of just community involvement. I mean, you look at you look at our schools, and obviously our school compared to a lot of the local schools is massive, and it's pretty dang nice. But it's and, still pretty darn small when yeah, it really comes yep. down to it. And you look at the facilities, like our football facilities and our gymnasium and our and our and all of our athletic stuff, a lot of that's sponsored and, and donated by people in our community, hand-built by people in our community, right? Pe- people love this school, and they love this community. They want to give back to it. You know, and that's how you – you know, I, I, can't, I can't even tell you. I mean, I got the old-time recruit that sits behind the bench every game. Every game, I mean, I, I, you know, those four or five guys there every game, and they don't miss, and, and they love to support these kids, right? I, I think that's what I think of this this school and this community. It's just it's, it's a lot of people that have been here and never left, and there's a reason for that, right? I mean, if, if it wasn't a great place to live, a lot of people leave. All right, Coach Shell, thanks so much for taking some time chatting with me on Spock Sports Show. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Another big, big thank you to Coach Shell taking some time to chat with me. All right, this week we got high school basketball tomorrow night. Segredar boys taking on Carson City Crystal. Friday night, the Mount Pleasant girls hosting Flint Bowers Catholic. And next week, the boys basketball version of the Backyard Brawl. Segredar Academy, Beale City. That's who we're hoping to catch up with next Tuesday. Coach Trail from Beale City, Coach Sherlock from Segredar. See if both those teams are ready for that rivalry game. Thanks so much for tuning in to Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92. You can find Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From the Barberry Law from Mobile Sports Studios. Every case they take, they take personally. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.